When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The market for Wisconsin ginseng has struggled over the past few years. This is according to the head of the Ginseng Marketing Board. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Bob Kaldunsky explains that Wisconsin is the top producer in the nation for ginseng, with consumers primarily in East Asia. He shares why the market has been tough for Wisconsin producers. Bob is a grower himself in Marathon. He says grower numbers are declining. The industry, we have, uh, currently we have 152 growers. And back in uh, the 80s and 90s, we had about 1,100 growers. Three years ago, we were at 175, I think, or 180. And we've dropped, just because of economics, we've dropped down to about 150. And we're going to probably lose a few more yet. The tariffs hurt us a little bit in 2018. We were actually in China at the time. And they announced that we were in the first round. And there always was a... um, was 7.5% tariff on ginseng. They added another 10, and then they added another 5. And then currently, we're at about 32.5% tariff right now in China, and then along with a, uh, a 10% uh, value-added tax. But that, that they get back, but still, it's a 40, we're at 41.5% tax. That right away hurt us a little bit, but when the COVID came, that, that pretty much shut everything right down because uh, the travel, a big part of our market, is the travel. The Chinese, their culture, their uh, tradition is gifting, the gift. And when they come here from mainland to visit relatives or um, just to come to visit, they bring gifts. When they're here, they take gifts back home to the mainland. Like a lot of students, just visitors themselves would, would buy ginseng and take it back because it's, it's a very prized commodity that they take back. There's a lot, they have a lot of value. Wisconsin ginseng is gold standard to them. You know, there's other ginseng around, but they want the Wisconsin. When the travel quit, that was, um, that just shut that right off. And that was, that was a third of our market, just alone that would go back. And then along with ginseng is, is considered endangered species. It went into act in like in 1978, I think, something like that, some of that area. So you need a CITES for it. And governments can allow personal carry. And that would be up to um, 10 pounds. And China did until just turn of the century. And then they petitioned the secretariat and said, no, they were not going to allow personal carry. But they looked the other way and they didn't They didn't really bother the people when they carried some back in. But 2018 on started, or actually about 17, it started where they started to confiscate some of that at checkpoints in the airports and security when they would come through. So they would be purchasing anywhere, you know, easily $500 to $1,000 worth of ginseng to take it back. And then if they confiscated some of that, well, that was a huge loss for them. So that started to, to hurt us too, you know, along with the tariff and then and the COVID with an everything shut down. Really in, in a bad situation here, the industry is. You continue to grow. Mm-hmm. You still find value in the commodity? Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of difficult. Yes, but we will be only have another year planting, then we'll be retiring after that. But because you do plant, and it's a, a three to it's a, what's about a four year um, process. So you plant the seed this year, it doesn't come up to next year, and then you harvest uh, either a three year old crop or a four year old crop, and so that takes you all the ways. When you quit, you're you're kind of done. You know, you're you're out. So you you plant and hope that in four years or three years things change. You know, there's a cycle in, in the business or in the world. 
So, yeah, you know, we're farmers. So you're always optimistic. You're always looking forward. You're you're hoping and thinking. And you know it will get better. And, and sometimes, you you know, you don't really know what's going to come to make it better. And like in 2010, our market was similar to where it is now, very low. And we had a snowstorm on, I think it was like May 12th. It was Mother's Day. And um, most of the a huge portion of the acreage here went down. It got really cold that night. And it froze. We had a, a huge loss in our crop that year. And that took prices really went way up. And that's something nobody could see or knew that was going to happen. So those kind of things are there, you know, and then maybe some different policies we're hoping in China and mainland that things will change there. So, yeah, we just we keep planting. What about expanding your U.S. market? We're working. Oh, we're, we're trying to get some medical traction here with some uh, universities, do some research. Uh, we, we know there's a lot of good properties that ginseng possesses, and um, but nothing's been documented and, and trialed. It's just more, um, you know, the Chinese kind of things, the thoughts. But we've had some medical trials, but were interrupted by COVID. So we have to start over with those. So we're looking forward to getting that going. And hopefully we can, you know, the American people are not so much just the, the Asian culture right now is the culture that really recognizes the benefit and uses it. But if we can get the American people to, to realize the benefits, that would really be would be great for our market. That's Bob Keldunsky along with us, president of the Ginseng Marketing Board. He's also a grower in Marathon, Wisconsin. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.